Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Dragon Radio. I'm your host, ML Wooschak. I'm here with special guest, Safine Francis. Welcome. Thank you. Now, you have a couple books out, but what, before we get into your books, what led you into writing? Well, I was really inspired. I've always been inspired by mythology, uh, mainly Greek and Roman mythology. And also, um, I came across this passage in the Bible that was about um, it's in Genesis chapter six, when the sons of God, which are angels, came down to the daughters of earth and had children by them. And they were called Nephilim. They were men of renown and heroes of old. And when I read that, I was so inspired by like, wait a minute, there's half angels, half humans running around maybe. Mm-hmm. And I correlated it with the mythology that I've read about demigods and that. And it really inspired me to write. And I had a dream that kind of correlated and I use it in my book as well. It correlates with this idea that just sparked into my noggin. And I had to write this book and I I don't have a couple of books out. This is my first book. Okay. Well, I seen you have the, the first one that says, I got confused. The Silent Prophecy, book one. So I was assuming there's a book two. There is in, it's in the works. We're getting it worked on right now. Awesome. See, I wasn't completely wrong. I was just wrong in the timing, which does happen. (laughs) Yeah. So you have this mythology. So without going and giving away the story, what is the story a little bit following? Well, the main character, Claire, is a little bit, but I'm from Minnesota and the book takes place in Minnesota and she's a curator at a museum and I grew up with art and I've always been in love with art. Um, I grew up with a very musical family, but I, I did not get the musical gene. I got the writing gene. I started writing when I was in fifth grade and I've never stopped. I, uh, and I've always loved art. Um, so I... Um, incorporated that in the book where she starts out you know as this woman and who's a curator at the museum 
and she gets thrown into this world of angels and demons and Nephilim and creatures and she's trying to cope with accepting what's going on and and trying to really consume uh not consume what's what I'm looking for um understand come to grips with the fact that she's she's thrown into this world and she has to accept it because she's going to become a part of it so then book two would continue the journey yes and, and i'm assuming by book two she's accepted okay there's actually demons in the in this world there's gods in this world and there's all these other creatures that i now have to deal with right she she at the end of the i'm not giving any she accepts it towards the end of book one but book two really starts to embody her strength Mm -hmm. and her understanding of all of it and the and what goes on beyond her it, it does go beyond her understanding still that she has a lot to learn from so she she starts to develop more in the second book oh, i mean i have her course. developed in the first book but she really starts to grasp it more in the second book yes well that's what a second book always does it takes you character development that you started and then advances it in each yes. book that you do the character develops a little bit more understanding about the world that they're in mm -hmm. yes so in your thinking how many books are you going to have there will be three so a nice little trilogy yes so that's always great that we know, okay, we have book one, book two's in the works, book three is being planned. So it's probably a year to two years out still. Not that far. I, I've, I've got book two finished. It's being edited right now. It's with my editor and I've started book three. So I don't expect it to be that far of a of a gap in between i want to keep my readers engaged it's mm -hmm. i've been told by the people who have read it and by my ratings on amazon that it's a page turner people i mean i'm biased but i think it's awesome because i wrote a book that i wanted to read exactly. and that's that's what i wanted and i wanted to sh i want to share that with everybody else because it's so unique it's a different take on uh everything everything yeah i mean you don't write a book that says hey i'm writing a book because you want to read it i want to write a book because it's something that i'm into absolutely i'm not going to write a book on baseball i may i no. love watching baseball <laughs> but i'm not going to write a book on it because i don't want to read about it right so when our authors say it's a book that i would read now you get into the mind of the author because the author is into this type of book yes it's how our minds work yes and how we see the world because how we see the world is not just black and white it's oh this could make an interesting dragon or there could be a fairy here or is there some mythological source to this unhappiness that's going on in the world yes and it's the you know it is the 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 fight between good and evil and what she has to overcome to to uh, sorry <laughs> 
to function in it. She has to learn how to function. She, she lived in one reality and she's thrown into this other reality mm-hmm. and she has to digest it and come to grips with it and try to understand it. And it, it's a fascinating book. There's so many twists and turns. When people ask me what my book is about, it's so hard to explain because I don't want to give anything away because right. there's so many I mean, you think it's going one way and then it kind of twists and goes somewhere else and you find out more information and it just leads her through this maze of, of mythology, uh, that, that is exciting and new and fresh. And I just, I love the book. And I, and like I said, I've been told by so, so many people so far who have read it, that they just, when they put it down, they were thinking about the book even when they weren't reading it, they couldn't get back. They couldn't wait to get back to start reading the book again. Right. I mean, I have some of your reviews in front of me. I mean, 87% are rating it five stars. And I'm yes. guaranteed these are not people that you know buying Mm-mm. the book. This is people that read this genre mm-hmm. and are drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Because you have the demons in there, that you have the mythology in there, you have the good versus evil in there. That mm-hmm. opens up three or four different genres right there. Yes, it absolutely does. So in that, how are you able to market it? Because marketing is one big thing that authors usually have a gap in. It is, and I find it difficult. the The best I've had so the best luck I've had so far has been podcasts. I don't have it in any bookstores yet, which I'd like that to happen. Um, but I'm kind of just be, being a first time author of a novel that's mm-hmm. been self published. I'm kind of working my way through it and trying to navigate the best ways to promote myself, promote the book, and get it out there so people read it. Right. So you understand your book is your business. Yes. So that's one thing that a lot of authors, well, I have this book. Now I'm going to put it out here and it's supposed to be taken off, have have wings of its own, and I don't have to do anything. In reality, no. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you would. Yeah, I know. But there's a lot of gears that for authors we have to go into. It's marketing, it's business management, it's do I get a literary agent or do I self-publish or do I query letter small press publishing or what do I do? Right. And you and said you're self-published right now. Yes, I'm self-published right now. And I'm going to work on keeping it self-published as long as I can, as just as far as um, having as much control over it. I don't want a big publisher to come in and take away half my you know I don't want it it's my baby I've worked on this book actually the first book took me 12 years to write uh and so it's it's my baby I don't want you know exactly. I want to protect I, have, <laughs> I, I understand I have the new rain which was my baby it took me it there is four different versions of the new rain out there Okay. And I'm finally satisfied with it because it went through different publishers and that's finally through Tree and Press. But at the same time, each time I've redone it, we did it, it's evolved. Mm-hmm. So I understand it's my baby. I, I can't just give it to anyone else. Exactly. So 
that's what you're doing with your books. It's a part of you. You can't have a publisher come in and say, oh, I want to change this or change yes. that or change your wording. I find that the most irritating thing with a lot of publishers. They take your manuscript and go, here's all the corrections I want to change. And by the time you're changing it, it's a completely different book. Absolutely. And my book is at this point a standalone. It's in, I've, I've read it through since it's been published and it just, it's exactly how I want it. That's what we have. I mean, when, as a publisher, one of my authors say, this is how I want my book. Okay. It's, that's how you want it. I have, (laughs) I have people come to me and readers. Well, who did this? The grammar is wrong no do you understand how the verbiage is in the south (laughs) right right so it's kind of like that as any author you have to have a published that work with you if you're not ready for a publisher you have to do it self self self-published but at the same time it's your book there's no one good bad negative reviews positive reviews it's your book it's how you want it Absolutely. And that's how I want people to read it because it is so exciting and different and fresh. Mm-hmm. It is. It's your voice, your story. The only person that can tell it is you. Yes. Absolutely. I can't, I can't say it for you. I can't write it for you, but you can write your book. <laughs> right. Right. So um, who does you cover design? At? I mean, it was a very interesting copy to look at it. It was. I, I had... Um... I worked through this woman, Shanda Torf at transcendentpublishing.com. She formatted it. She found me six cover designs. I gave her an idea of what I wanted it to look like. Mm-hmm. And there was one where Claire, the main character of the book was facing you so you could see her face, but it was a very generic, it was very, it was a very generic face. You've seen mm-hmm. it on a bunch of books. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted her standing with her back against everybody mm-hmm. as if she's holding off the demons that are coming at her. Well, that's exactly what your book is, basically. She's yeah. against the demons. Yes. So it makes sense that she's facing the demons and not facing the audience. Yes. I mean, I did the same thing with my own covers. Only one do I have a face looking at you, but there's a reason. Okay. Yeah. But my reason I wanted her back turned because it was almost as if to say she was, she's protecting, Mm -hmm. you know, she's facing the evil. She's taking it on. She's, she's the hero heroine of the story. Mm -hmm. She's not running from the, if you would have had her facing away from the demons, she would be running from the demons instead of facing it. Facing them. Yeah. Your cover says so much about your book. And a lot of people say, oh, don't judge a book by the cover. But the cover tells the story. Yes, I agree. And if you're facing the demons, you know she's taking it on. She's not giving up to them. She's tackling them. Yes, absolutely. And that's what I wanted. Yeah. Then you have a whole metaphor. You can take it out of the fictional realm and maybe tweak someone's mindset a little bit you have to tackle your demons yes absolutely absolutely i i i've had a lot of struggles in life and that's another reason this book was it it was such 
a good thing for me to write because it was an escape. It mm-hmm. was a way to, um, it, it was not coping, but writing my way through what was going on and kind of writing what I have dealt with in a way. And it, it was just, it just continued, like I said, for 12 years, I just did not give up on it. And the only, I've never, I've given up on so many things in my life, mm-hmm. but this book just needed to be written. It never stopped nagging me. When I wasn't writing, there was just this voice that was like, get to your book, get to your book, write the story, get it done. I understand a lot of people go, oh, you just write the book. Well, no, it's the voices in our heads of our characters Mm -hmm. telling us to write this and we may plan it out how we want it, but the characters have a way of going, no, I don't want to do that today. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There are many scenes that I had planned out that went a totally different direction because of my characters. And it was just, they told me, no, this isn't, we're going to do it this way. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm just a conduit here, I guess. (laughs) Exactly. I, when I wrote my first book, I was like, okay, it has a sequel to it down the road and here's the ending, but the ending doesn't make sense to anything that's going on. So now I have to write the twists and turns to make the ending because this is the ending. Yeah. And when the character says, this is the end, that's your ending. Yes, absolutely. So other than this project here, your trilogy, are you working on anything else? No, I'm solely focused on this right now. This is, it really takes up a lot of my time. I, I read in between to get inspiration. I watch movies that might inspire an idea or TV shows that might inspire an idea to uh my characters or to the direction of the plot I want to go especially when I get stuck because you always are going to get writer's block no Mm -hmm. matter what and I work through that by finding outlet sources but no right now I am so this I'm so consumed with this book and these characters and getting them to the end that I haven't had time to work on anything else so my next question is, what do you do for a day job? I don't have a day job. Oh, okay. I, I'm, an, I'm a stay-at-home mom. No, you have a day job. Yeah. Every <laughs> tell yourself you don't have a day job when you're a mother. Yes, I'm a mother I guess so of two boys. <laughs> yeah, no, being a mother is a full-time job and you don't get paid for it and you don't get overtime for it. And you don't get credit for it. Most people are just, oh, you're a stay-at-home mom. That's all you do. It's like, oh my gosh. You know what's involved? (laughs) Yeah. There's cooking. There's homework. There's your, okay. So you're the maid. You're the cook. You're the tutor. Yep. You're the counselor. Yep. Whatever the roles do you have. Gardener, (laughs) the pet walker. (laughs) You know, there's so many different jobs that you do as a mother that stays at home that no one realizes what you do until you don't do it exactly so I don't ever say oh you're just no honey you're you have a job (laughs) I do have a job I I just don't get paid for it yeah change the narrative there because you do yes yes that's true and you will have that job for the next 80 years It'll always be my kids. 
Yep, they can't no matter get rid how old of them. they get. Yep. So I understand. But we are almost out of time because we did okay. start early today. Where can okay. our listeners and our viewers find you? Uh, you can find me at safinefrancis.com. I'm on Facebook as Safine Francis, and it's F R A N C E S. Uh, there's a, a different. It, anyway uh you can also find me on amazon.com you have to look up the silent prophecy but you can find me on amazon you can find me on barnes and nobles you can find me on books a million it's all online right now Mm -hmm. um you can order paperback through amazon Uh, i don't know about the other and and the other and barnes and nobles and books a million and that's so far the net that i have reached out to Okay, you have a little work to do as an author, but it's okay. You're yes. have a good start. Yes. So it's so good talking to you and learning you about your well. book. And I can't wait to hear about the second one and when it comes out. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. And for our viewers and our listeners, happy reading. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.